the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University proudly presents Sharks Weekly, a deep dive into HPU athletics and its men's and women's athletic programs. Who are this week's standout performers? Which program is making a splash in the classroom, community, and on the field? What are the upcoming schedules? All these questions answered and more. Coming live from the DSE Hawaii eSports Arena on the Hawaii Pacific University campus at Aloha Tower Marketplace, here's your host, Hawaii Pacific University's VP of Marketing and Communications, Jeffrey Rich. Well, good morning to Honolulu. We are live this morning on the beautiful campus of Hawaii Pacific University here at the DSE eSports Arena. And uh, we're going to talk cross-country today. We've got uh, some fantastic guests with us. We've got a full house this morning. Um, so let me introduce our guests. Uh, first of all, we've got the head coach, uh, Jackie Scambati, with a wonderful name that we were <laughs> saying. <laughs> she gets called out a lot. Uh, great name. And we've got um, four athletes with us today. Uh, so I'm going to introduce them here in a little bit, but uh, let me uh, at least introduce them by name. We've got Kent Glover, um, Maya Pompel. Zamira Broadhurst-Hall and Emma Dominguez. So welcome, guys. Glad to have you with us this morning, and we're going to get to you here in a moment. But let me start um, with with uh, Jackie. So, Coach, so uh, you've got um, a fantastic uh, uh, history and coaching and, and experience that you've brought to HPU. I'm just going to read a little bit here and call out some of your accomplishments through your career. Um, so you're, you finished your eighth season um, as head coach and getting ready to head into uh, to the new spring season here. Um, coaching the men's and women's um, Sharks cross-country teams. And you're also the uh, head strength and conditioning coach uh, for HPU. So you get your hands yes. in a lot of different sports, yes. it looks like. I get right? to work with a lot of athletes, which is, is great. Perfect. Um, so you've led men's and women's, um, the Sharks teams, to 10 all-conference honors and numerous top five team finishes in the PacWest Conference Championships. Your student athletes have also earned multiple uh, Runner of the Week and Freshman of the Week awards. You've consistently been awarded um, all academic honors for your athletes. Uh, from the, this is a mouthful, USA TFCCCA. What does that stand for exactly? United States Track and Field Cross Country Coaches Association. You get points for just remembering <laughs> that. <laughs> um, but you come from a different part of the country. You know, prior to joining HPU, you coached uh, on the Division One level for 16 years as the assistant coach at Coastal Carolina University and prior to that um, head coach at Elon University. I would not be subsequent to that, right? That's correct. Um, so during that tenure, you led teams to two conference triple crowns, seven conference championships. Um, you've also coached two NCAA national cross-country championship qualifiers, um, 15 individual conference championships, and five freshmen of the year recipients. Wow, your athletes have done just amazing. Testament to great coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give them all the credit. They were, you know, I've had some fantastic athletes in my history of coaching and from all over the place, all over the world. And uh, it's been a really, it's been an honor to coach a lot of athletes from from different, different cultures, different backgrounds. And uh, they come and work hard and really commit themselves to running and and being good at what they do and and uh, it's exciting to be around wow and it looks like you so you ran for four years cross-country while you were a student at Elon um, bachelor of science degree in sports medicine with a concentration in exercise science and also boy quite an honor um, 
you were you started the women's track and field program and earned distinction as the youngest Division One head coach in the country while at Elan. Yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> I was 21 when I started coaching, and uh, I graduated college. I was I was just young for my age, uh, youngest in my class, and and graduated when I was 21. And that next fall was coaching, and uh, I my head coach at Elon was so he was so great and he made it so exciting and such a such a great experience for me running in college uh, and I was a walk-on I hadn't planned on on running in college and uh, I really really grew into running and cross-country when I was there and he offered me the opportunity to come back and help coach and it all it all went just from came there wow. <laughs> it all just came together and Starting the women's track program was was an, a, a real privilege. They they asked me to do that after I had mentioned to them that I think we could get a track team started. And we didn't have a track facility, uh, but we had local high school tracks that allowed us to use their facilities. And luckily, we had the support and financial support from some from some donors, um, and they they were great in in supporting adding track to to Elon. Uh, they do only have women's track. They still don't have a men's track team, but I hope I hope that that comes eventually. But I'm I'm still in touch with the head track coach there now and they have been winning conference championships. So yeah. it's great. So it's come a long way. It's a yeah. great school. Yeah, uh, in a it very is. uh you know, nice part of the country. Yes. Um, yeah. But you're you're in also a pretty nice yes. part of the country now too. <laughs> I've been blessed in in you know the the East Coast and the and the far West Coast of uh, of Hawaii. Just um, really nice locations and and uh, great athletes too to uh, coach. Perfect. Well, I want to make sure we get uh, save some time here and get to uh, uh, introduce and talk a little bit about uh, uh, track with some of your players here. So, um, so let me, let me turn, um, to you, Maya. So, um, so you are a marine biology major. Do I have that right? Um, I am. I actually just changed my major, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm finding out right now too. All right. The whole world is learning. It's, right it's this just morning. to like oceanography. Do you want, your family going to hear it for the first time? <laughs> no, I did tell them. I promise. Okay. <laughs> um, I added a minor in sustainability, so that was exciting. Um, yeah, I'm having a great time. I have an all-science schedule this semester, so that's been a little bit rough, but <laughs> it's fun, so I'm having a good time. And you're from uh, Placentia, California. Yeah, so Southern California. Southern Cal, so not, not a huge change. In not at all, climate, and it's but... nice. I only have to only have to fly five hours <laughs> to get home. <laughs> wow, and I see your hobbies, much like a lot of folks in Hawaii, going to the beach, listening to music, hiking, um, all amazing things to do out here. Yeah, I like being outside. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, especially here where it's not below freezing. <laughs> well, let me uh, introduce you. Um, Zamira Broadhurst Hall, or Z. Hi. Z. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, what um, what brought you uh, out here to Y? I see that you're a business major, mm -hmm. and you're from Newark, New Jersey. I was just in Newark a couple weeks hey. ago for, uh, for a family wedding. Nice. Uh... I mainly came here because my family came out here, so I came and it was like, uh, oh, sorry, and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So let's see. Your favorite foods: French toast and soul food. Yes. Hobbies: likes to fix stuff and go on adventures. So when you say fix stuff, what does that mean? I'm a mechanic, so like I'm in an army, and I just 
I'm a mechanic in art. So are you working on, you know, tanks and heavy equipment or what? Uh, more like the Humvees and stuff like that. Just the big vehicles. And then like I work for Beaky as well, so I fix their bikes. Okay. Wow, so yeah, you boy. All right, well we well we know who to call when mm -hmm. anything is broken. I got you. Um, coach, have you have you taken advantage of those skills? <laughs> I have not, but uh, I do ride Beaky, <laughs> and I do I do see Z often on a Beaky and going back and forth to stations and and fixing ones that are uh, that are not working. So um, she's been a huge asset to us. She she when she got here, she just uh, contacted me to see if she could join the team, and um, she's been a huge asset for us. So we we really enjoy having her on the team. Well, maybe we should call you MacGyver and not Z, right? <laughs> there you go. Z MacGyvered it. <laughs> hear that a lot. Um, Emma, tell us a little bit about yourself. Emma Dominguez. So where, where are you from? What's your major? Um, yeah, so I'm from Whittier, California, so it's a suburb of LA. Um, fun fact, Maya and I actually live like 30 minutes apart from each other. <laughs> Did you guys know each other or ever bump into each other before? No, I've never... or... unless... <laughs> we don't know each other, but our uncles actually work together, so I yeah. kind of had texted her before I came because I'm only a freshman so she'd been here for a year and I was texting her the summer before I came so that was really cool I forgot about that actually yeah <laughs> so yeah my dad um works with her uncle so that's how I got to to know her and like she said we were kind of talking over the summer and then I found out where she's from and I was like wow that's like really close to where I live so that was kind of cool it's nice to yeah have some some hometown connections in a new place wow well let me also introduce um Kent uh, Kent Glover, you are a junior, and you are a business and economics major. I was also economics. No, did you switch too? Did we uh, have uh, I'm a marine biology major, business economics minor. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, sir. And you're from uh, Trussville, Alabama. Yes, sir. Deep South. Deep South. I understand that you uh, you are uh, the singer here, and uh, did the uh, uh, national anthem at, at homecoming last Friday, mm -hmm. which I was there to hear. You did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. Want to belt out a tune? Uh, <laughs> I put him on the spot. I think it's a little, a little too early for that. A little today, too early. But and in all fairness, you said you declined that offer earlier. So I. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hey, well, tell us a little bit more about your interests. Uh, you know, what what brought you out to Hawaii? So I actually found HPU through their research at the Oceanic Institute with the uh, Hawaiian yellow tang, and so I'm really interested in ornamental aquaculture, and so I came out here to pursue that and do my research out here. And I've been working at the Oceanic Institute for about two years now. And um, I'm able to work on my own research projects now. So I'm working with the Hawaiian endemic Potter's Angelfish um, and getting that to where we can ac actually aquaculture it and know what's going on. And so that's really exciting. And I actually am graduating this December. So this fall will be my last cross-country season. Perfect, perfect. Well, hey, we're going to take a, a quick commercial break here, but we're talking cross-country today with head coach Jackie Scambati and team members Kent Glover, Maya Pompel, Z Broadhurst, and Emma uh, Dominga. So we will be right back here. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we are back uh, here at the uh, beautiful Aloha Tower Marketplace campus of Hawaii Pacific University at the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena. And we're talking cross-country this morning. Um, so, Coach, um, you, you, we were talking that you're just getting spring training going literally this morning. 
yes. 6.30 a.m. practice. Yes. So you've already been out. We have. <laughs> We've already run several miles. Um, and Everybody participate? Because you guys are a little winded, huh? <laughs> they did great. Uh, we we actually, in the fall, uh, during our cross-country season, when we're in season, we're able to practice at 6 a.m. Um, just due to light. It just gets, you know, it doesn't get light out till a little bit later. So we start a little bit later in the spring, um, which they don't mind okay. <laughs> getting up a little bit later. Um, but as it gets lighter, we'll we'll go earlier and be able to practice a little bit longer. But for safety reasons, we, we just, we don't start before. What does a typical dark. practice schedule look like, you know, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis? Are you staging, you know, distance running or tell us a little bit about what it's like to train and and get prepared. Yeah. In the fall, when we're in season, we're allowed 20 hours a week. So we practice uh, six days a week uh, for two to three hours a session. Um, and it'll be set up with some maintenance runs, tempo runs, some workouts, hill workouts, speed workouts. Um, usually on Saturdays, if we're not racing, we're running long. Um, and then when we switch to spring, it's we're allowed a, a little bit less as far as hours, total hours. So we're allowed 15. So we go about four days a week and um, we practice about two hours and same you know we do some maintenance uh, tempo runs but we try to get a little bit more speed work in in the spring um, in hopes that we can get on some tracks and and do some track workouts and uh, usually we end our track season our off season spring season which we call our track season even though we don't sponsor track um, we have a little competition with Chaminade. <laughs> so we go over to their track and, and we have a nice uh, friendly competition with them and uh, do some, uh, we just pick out some distance, distance events and, and they get to choose what distance events, events they want to participate in and compete in. And then we do some relays and sometimes we mix up the teams, which is fun. Um, but it's, it's a nice way to get some training in, in the spring, but uh, they, the student athletes, usually do a harder class schedule with additional labs in the spring because we don't travel. Okay. And I, so when you're in season is all of, you know, your, your training, your running have to be part of the team's practice schedule. So nobody's going out on their own in their free time to, or is that encouraged? It is encouraged. Okay. They, they can do, uh, they can do free runs on their own. So because we only practice three to four days a week, they are, they, if they, run other days they you know they run on their own well um, let's talk about that for a minute so you know running is a is a, a it's a mind sport as much as a physical sport i think runners would say um it's a it's an opportunity to sort of focus your your thoughts to exercise your mind as much as your body how do you guys view training and and do you have routines that you pursue outside of the team's practice schedule you know can't maybe kick us off and how do you approach getting prepared um, so for me, I'm a pretty high mileage guy. So recently I've been running 70 to 80 miles a week, um, doubling nearly every day. So I'll do a morning run, probably about eight to 10 miles, and then an afternoon run, three to four miles. Um, just a lot of easy stuff. Really, for distance running, um, a lot of what you do is just like building base, building base, easy runs, easy runs, long runs. And so really for me, that's what I enjoy the most is just really getting a ton of miles in and just like working the legs until they're kind of dead and then <laughs> taking a day off and doing it all over again um, and really getting a lot of strength built up is my favorite thing. I'm not a really big speed guy. Um, I'm more like the distance distance. What's a, an average mile um, in terms of a pace for you? 
like for an easy run, probably about like seven minutes, seven, seven minutes, seven and a half that minutes. Would be amazing for most people, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a relaxed run. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, Maya, what about you? Tell us what about your your preparation and uh, and how do you approach running mentally and physically? Um, for me, I agree with you. I think it is a, a mental sport because you can be highly trained and that mile that last mile in the race is still gonna suck yeah so i would say like during racing it's just like i just got to get through it and usually you know your friends are supporting you on the team and they're cheering for you and coach is always there which is <laughs> definitely very helpful um i am not a high mileage girly <laughs> i do too much mileage and i get injured so for me, it's a lot of like, okay, after practice, I have to roll out and I have to stretch that night again before going to practice the next morning and just making sure that I'm eating right and getting enough sleep or at least trying getting up at five in the morning. Um, so you so, run, so you're an early morning runner. So you like to get out. Yeah. Early. I usually only run with practice because then I have class the rest of the day. Um, so I don't do double, um, like double, double runs sessions, yeah. every day. Um, Except for off season, I would just run every day that we don't have practice. Okay, fantastic. Z, tell us your story. So preparation. Um, what's the the bigger challenge for you? Is it the physical part of running? Is it the mental part? It's more like a love and hate. Cause like sometimes I really love to run, but the other days I'm like, do I really want to run? I'm like, ah. <laughs> but usually I run with someone. Usually like now I run with Emma or I run with my other roommates and then we'll just like we run i live in kailua so we'll just like run the march and then run back and then it'll be like a good two to four miles and it would just hang out and then we do that like every other every day basically nice nice emma so you guys are matched sometimes and go out and do some runs together and support each yeah. other <laughs> so like i guess the beauty of like living with your teammates is you know if you don't feel like running that day it's like oh I got somebody here to motivate me and like there's been days where it's like Ozzy I don't really feel like running and she's like well I'm gonna do it without you and I'm like okay well now I have to do it because then I feel like I'm a bad runner so then we'll go out and do like a little loop by our house it's like the marsh show like she said so like, this little thing around them um, like a little stream of water so it's like it's a pretty cute little trail and it's four miles so it's like a good it's a pretty good run so okay so you're so you're just getting rolling for spring training this morning so what does spring look like then going forward um, in terms of competition or uh, you know picking up training and going to the next level with with your workouts but what is the what does the season look like as you move forward with the commencement of spring training today it is, it is a little bit different than the cross-country season because we have some that are, are training for a 5K road race, some that want to do a 10K, and actually we have a couple that are doing the Hapalua half. So <laughs> we run the gamut of um, kind of different, different distances and, and workouts. While we do workouts together and we do runs together, some will go longer if they're training for longer distances and some will do more speed work if they're training for shorter distances. Uh, but we always, you know, we always start together and, and finish together and, and um, stretch together and, and talk about our runs and, and what everybody's doing. So it's, it's really nice to have at least a couple other teammates that are doing the same thing you are. So you can, you act, you either are paired up or, you know, have a trio of you that are doing the same thing. So, uh, we do try to get together with Shamanad for a couple scrimmages um, 
and and that's always nice because it it's it's challenging to kind of see where you're at and have a little bit of competition. But we don't have much competition on on the island, uh, so it's nice to get out and do some road road racing as well because we don't do any of that in the fall. Um, when you guys go off island for competition, you know what? Who are the programs that um, that you really like getting out and competing against? We've well in our conference, uh, we really have tried to compete as best we can with teams that also have track. So a lot of the teams we compete against in our conference are running year round, and and they're allowed the hours you know that the NCAA allows when you have uh, an act, when you have that sport and you sponsor that sport. So it's a little bit of a disadvantage for us, but we're always going after Concordia and Hilo and Chaminade. I think you know we we compete against Hilo and Chaminade very well. We are the top team on the in the islands um, for Division Two. And uh, we're proud of that, but we, we're also friends with them, and 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 really, uh, they get to know each other because we see them sometimes practicing at different parks. Um, but it is it is really nice to to say that we're the top D two team in the islands. Otherwise, we're we're training to try to beat Concordia and Fresno, and um, and Biola is a little out of our reach sometimes, but. Um, there are there is some really good competition with cross country in our conference. Really good. Um, we have some new schools coming in, so that'll be even more competition for us uh, this this coming fall. Yep. Just to add to the inner island school thing, I think it's really nice having other schools on the island, especially when traveling to conference. Like one of my favorite memories from this season was after our conference meet. We all took like this big group picture with every school from. Hawaii and it was like this little Hawaii party like on the field just kind of like smiling laughing like yeah we're from this island but we did it we did it together like we went out there we like tackled all these big teams that have more you know sponsorship more more money unfortunately but you know they get um you know they get the attention it's it's kind of nice I guess <laughs> just like having buddies on the island like other schools to really like run with and then just kind of be friends with so. well, it sounds like you guys have amazing team chemistry and a testament to good coaching right <laughs> i guess yeah attitude reflects leadership right <laughs> yep. well hey we're going to take a quick commercial break but when we come back i'm going to ask each of you um, what's your first sports memory so if you think back when you know sports whatever it may be got on your radar as a younger person you know, what is that memory that got you excited? Um, I'm Jeff Rich. I'm your host here on Sharks Weekly, uh, and we're broadcasting live from the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena, and we will be back momentarily. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we are back uh, here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, uh, AM 760, FM 95.1. We're broadcasting live here on the Hawaii Pacific University campus at Aloha Tower Marketplace. Um, quick shout out um, on the uh, 24th of February, this uh, well, Friday coming up, um, in two weeks, we are going to be celebrating the five-year anniversary of the DSE Esports Arena here, and that'll take place from 4.30 to 9.00. Um, there'll be uh, free food and prizes, so we encourage all of you to come out. The event is open to the public, um, so please visit uh, our Haloa Tower Marketplace campus and check out this amazing facility. There'll be free gaming, um, so bring the kids. Uh, if you're uh, looking for a wonderful place to, to meet other, other people interested in gaming, this is a fantastic venture. So 
Um, I want to call out just some of the results here uh, over the past week before we get back to talking cross-country. Um, it was homecoming last Friday here at Hawaii Pacific University, and the men's and women's basketball teams were both in action Friday night at the Shark Tank, and both came out with wins. Um, the women's team dominated Holy Names really from start to finish, um, winning that game uh, handily um, by a score of 70, oh, no, that is, here we go, 92 to 84. It was the men's basketball team in OT. That was an amazing game. That was also a game that the men's team was, was handily in control of it through most of the, the game. And then Holy Names kind of stormed back at the end before uh, HPU knocked down a buzzer beater to send it to overtime where they pretty much dominated and then won the game 92-84. Uh, to 84. Women's final score was 76-52. to 52. Also against Holy Names last Friday for the homecoming game, and that, as I mentioned, was uh, pretty much a dominating performance. In other sports, um, on Monday, the women's basketball team uh, uh, had a loss to Fresno Pacific, 72-64, uh, to 64, and unfortunately the men's team also lost to Fresno Pacific, uh, the Shark Tank, 64-62. to 62. And in other sports, women's tennis um, had a good week with a string of wins. Um, Starting on Thursday, uh, beating Holy Names and then knocking off UH Hilo and Azusa Pacific. Uh, just a fantastic week. Um, and then finally, in men's baseball on Saturday, uh, Minnesota Crookston was in town and we beat them 8 to 6, uh, followed by a 9 to 8 win with a walk off home run at the end. And then on Sunday, uh, Big score, uh, 21 to 13. Unfortunately, we were on the wrong end of that. Um, and then a win uh, on Sunday, 10 to 3. So a lot of sports going on here at HPU. Um, so let's get back to uh, to uh, cross country. So team building. So team chemistry is important. Um, you guys were talking during the break about some of the upcoming team activities that you're focused on. I think somebody mentioned the word bowling. Is that something <laughs> you guys are going to go off and do for a little chemistry building? Oh, yeah. Some of us are kind of too excited to go bowling, <laughs> I think. Is anybody here a good bowler? And No? Break 100? We, we run for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> if we sports counts, then I'm good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I actually didn't know that about you, so that would be, that would be a fun competition, a Wii Sports Night. <laughs> well, you're in the right place for gaming anyway i would lose um, at that for sure <laughs> well right, so you ran a couple things were on the list that you guys were looking at bowling um you also were talking about a team hike um going to the escape room that could be fun you gonna do all of those things or is it up for a team vote i we're hoping to get all of them in we we do like to plan out some team activities and and uh really just important to get out there as a team and do some different activities and especially when you're you're in your off season and you're not you know so pressured to get ready for the next event so um and and we really we really enjoyed uh an escape room that we did last spring uh bowling is going to be new so that should be exciting <laughs> to see if anybody's just randomly really good at bowling <laughs> and uh the hiking uh, this whole team loves to hike and and living where we do it's it's just it's it's actually our biggest problem is picking where to go. Yeah. Um, we have some uh, volunteer activities coming up as well. We're, we're going to Waimea Bay again uh, to help with some of the, um, some of the groundskeeping um, things that they have there. And it, it's, that's such a nice area. We really have enjoyed doing that uh, the past couple of years. 
Um, and then Special Olympics we have coming up in April, which we've we always participated in. And then with COVID, they had stopped doing that. So we're looking forward to getting back into that. And then Kent, Kent can talk about one of the uh, fish pond experiences that the men uh, like to do as well. So the men have gone to the Haya fish pond, and we've worked with restoring that area, which is really cool. And um, I think we're going to do maybe another fish pond this year. Um, and sort of maybe work in some taro areas and sort of help uh, revitalize some Native Hawaiian, uh, once Native Hawaiian lands. Wow, worthy cause and a good effort. Other thoughts? Z, looks like you got a thought. <laughs> um, me and Emma both did women in sports, and that was really fun. Mm. Oh, yes. we did. I, That would be, that's something I left out. We did our, our women and girls in sports day. And uh, and the the women went up and and helped out with that with the young girls and uh, and teaching them teaching them various sports and that's always such a fun experience to to bring in the community of young young girls and and really get them to experience the various sports and our role models you know as the collegiate female athletes yeah what a rewarding activity for sure and I imagine you know maybe a first step towards getting the coaching bug maybe for some of you. Um, and moving on to a career in coaching. Before the break, I asked um, you guys to think about your first sports memory. You know, we all have impactful things that happen to us when we're young, you know, a first sort of recollection, um, you know, as a young person, whether that's sports or something else. But I want to focus the, the question on your first sports memory. So, um, Maya, let's start with you. So I actually didn't start any sports until I was a freshman in high school. Oh, wow. I was the music kid, yeah. So I didn't... And cross country was my first sport because I was like, oh, I could, I don't have to try out. I can, like, who can't run? <laughs> well, I think some so five years later. <laughs> um, so it's been a great journey. Obviously, I enjoy it enough to be on a college team. I don't know what my first memory was. I can remember um, back home in California, there is this, like, one cross country race, and it's known to be super difficult. It's called Mount Sac. And it's. <laughs> Yeah, Emma knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's very difficult. It's like known, like people would travel from different states to come and race this race, which usually in high school, you don't hear about that. Um, high school cross-country teams traveling. But I just remember being in that race and there's like, they have a cutoff point. So like, if you don't make that cutoff point in time, like they stop your race and you you have to leave. I'm okay. That sounds bad. Like, Wait, they you pull just, you, you out of the race. They in the pull you out of the race. race if yeah. You miss a if you split don't time. miss that point, because then they start the next race, and they don't want races to overlap. And so I just remember like making that cutoff point and like being able to continue racing. And I was like, oh yeah, like this That's is it. Like because it's so. And it was like everyone had trained hard for that. I don't think anyone on our team got pulled out. And just that feeling of like we worked hard for this and like we got there that was a strong memory that i was like yeah i'm gonna be doing this for a while <laughs> so that was very influential very impactful memory um emma tell us your first memory um i think mine was probably soccer i was very much a soccer kid before i started running um i remember most being like competitive with the boys i was always on co-ed teams my dad coached a lot of my teams and then um a lot of my friends from elementary school their dads coached as well so every time we see them I'm like oh hey coach blah 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 and it's like <laughs> they're just a regular parent but they're still my coach but yeah um 
I was always really competitive with the guys, like sprinting every time we would have to do like suicides or be like, okay, take a lap. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to beat all of these guys because I'm so fast. But just, you know, like little eight-year-old me was like determined to like <laughs> keep up with them. I'll bet you beat a lot of them at that age too, right? Because, uh, you know, certainly girls can hold their own against the, the boys at that age, right? Yeah, not to brag, but I was a little speedy. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually see all of this happening as she was eight. I, I, I totally believe it. <laughs> but yeah, it was that was probably my earliest memory. And like I didn't really get into cross country until high school also. Uh, going in as a freshman, I was like, I only want to do soccer. I only want to do like short distance track. Like, there's no way I'm gonna go out and run like four miles. Like, that's crazy. Like, who does that? That's like, that's not fun. But then, um, if it really, if it really wasn't for my mom to like sign me up and like force me to go that first day of practice, like I would not be sitting in this chair right now. I would not be on a college team. I would not, you know, have like this amazing experience to like really just like bond with like some amazing people and then like you know really grow as an athlete so you know i can i can i can just imagine a lot of parents out there right now nodding their heads saying yeah sometimes you got to push them right um and i'll bet as student athletes you probably appreciate that on some level because we all need a little motivation now and then um z first memory first sports memory what is it called freeze tag freeze tag Freeze tag. I love freeze tag. I just hate like we used to just run around and just like tag everybody like go 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 and then <laughs> I just remember running a lot and I really liked it. And then like as I got older, got in high school, I didn't start like running into high school. My mom also pushed me, but I was too scared to drink cross country because I thought you had to swim, and I couldn't <laughs> swim. I can't swim, <laughs> so I was like I'm not gonna join if I can't swim. And then it turns out a year later, it was like you you're living in swim. Hawaii. With all these beaches, and you, and you don't swim. It's a work in progress. We have taught right. her. Yes, it is a work in progress. <laughs> She's at least not afraid of the water anymore, and we'll get in I just and need a floaty. flail around. I just need a floaty. <laughs> all right, Kent, you're up. First right. sports memory. Well, let's see. I was a pretty athletic kid growing up. I did tennis, uh, baseball, uh, soccer, lots of soccer. And eventually, um, in middle school, my this is my first major memory of... Um, why I run now is I was always late to the bus stop growing up. So sometimes, you know, early in the morning, you would just see little old me just sprinting as hard as I could down the street to catch the bus before it left. And um, after that happened a few times, some of the other kids would turn to me and say, hey, you should run cross country. And I just planted a seed in my head. And um, it just grew and grew. And I started out in middle school, started running, and then absolutely loved it, fell in love with it, continued through high school, ended up running ultra marathons in high school, and now in college, and doing great things. Wow. See, it's those, it's those early you know, impacts that, uh, that forge a lot of our, our interests later in life. And um, yeah, there's so much to be said with, with influences. And this is another opportunity, right, for whether it's coaching or influential you know, adults to really have impact on younger people. Um, but hey, we're going to take a, a one more commercial break here. You are listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network here on AM 760 and FM 95.1. I'm your host, Jeff Rich. We're going to talk cross country here uh, a little bit more before we wrap up, and uh, we will be right back. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. 
We're back here at the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena, uh, the beautiful campus of Hawaii Pacific University here at Aloha Tower Marketplace. And our topic today is cross country. Um, before we get to uh, uh, some wrap up on some questions on time management and what it takes to be uh, a, a focused and successful athlete, I just want to call out some of the upcoming games this week um, here at HPU. So uh, coming up uh, this Thursday, tomorrow at 2 p.m., and then at 6.15, uh, we've got a doubleheader for HPU uh, baseball. We'll be playing Northwood University. And then on Friday, uh, back at it with Northwood. That game is 2 o'clock. And Saturday, another 2 o'clock start against Northwood. And then wrapping up on Sunday, also at 2 o'clock. Um, softball, uh, Friday at 11 a.m. Um, the uh, women's softball team will be uh, in action. And then again on Saturday, a doubleheader uh, against Western Washington. And Monday, uh, at 12 o'clock and three, uh, 2.30 uh, start. Looks like doubleheader there against uh, St. Martin's. So a lot of activity coming up for HPU sports. So to be good at anything, whether it's sports, um, a professional career, time management is critical for balancing your time, practicing, preparing, um, balancing all the demands on our busy lives. And student athletes have one of the toughest jobs in terms of time management because you're expected to be uh, both a high-performing um, student academically uh, as well as a high-performing athlete. So let's talk about time management in cross-country. Um, you've got a lot of early mornings. Um, you know, you got to get up and, and get rolling. Um, you got to balance that against your work schedule. So, you know, coach, is there anything that, that you talk to your, your players about in terms of getting good at structuring their time? Yes, I, I do talk about recovery a lot because I think you can put in as much training as you want to put in, but if you don't get the recovery, the performance won't be there. So we discuss... Uh, we discuss getting enough sleep seven to eight hours is is key if if you really want the recovery uh and and a lot of them i'm surprised a lot of them get it because i know in college i really struggled with that with getting enough sleep so i really do try to try to reiterate getting enough sleep making sure they're rolling out taking ice baths if they need it putting ice on you know whatever is is irritable or or inflamed using the using our athletic trainers uh, who are great resource here they're all fantastic and nutrition. Nutrition. So my master's is in nutrition, which is which is great. But uh, you know, I can, I can, I can't watch them twenty four seven, and I can't hold their hands, and I don't want to do that. And and they need to be really smart about what they're putting in their bodies. So a lot of water, a lot of electrolytes, and a lot of foods that help with the recovery: fruits and veggies, and and uh, and not a lot of sugar. Yeah. So. And that's so different today. I know, uh, you know, growing up as an athlete, um, we didn't talk that much about nutrition back in the day. No, I know. It no. was never really discussed. So I think in college, I struggled with it in college, and I think that's why I ended up getting a master's in it. And it's, it, it has, you know, it does help with coaching and, you know, kind of leading the right, leading athletes in the right direction. But um, I still see a lot of athletes with, you know, the energy drinks and. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, everybody when they're young, you feel invincible. Yeah. Your body can do anything. Yeah. And then you generally can, but it's, yeah. you know, as you get on in years that you recognize the value and importance of sleep yes. and eating well. I think most of it too for them is money, right? And and food food sources here are great and farmer's markets are great. Uh, but it, it, it is costly. Yep. So I think that, I think that's the struggle. I think they do, they're well aware of what they should be eating and they do a very good job of it most of the time, but 
it is difficult to get yep. get the healthier food sometimes at a, at a cost at an inexpensive cost. So, but the team is they're pretty good at it, I think. For sure. Yeah. Maya, what are your secrets to time management? Um, it's really hard. I feel like because you're constantly on the go. So, I mean, it's nice that our practice is in the morning because at least we can get it out of the way and it doesn't conflict all the time with our classes. Like I know different sports have afternoon practices and night practices and I'm glad that we don't have that because I think it makes scheduling a lot easier. Um, but yeah, our classes are mostly during the day um, and then I know a lot of us work at night or honestly whenever we can if we have space between classes. Um, but yeah, it's Doesn't leave a lot of time rough. for studying, boy. Yeah, so it's a lot of like studying in between classes, like going places. Um, if you're on the bus, I don't know about anyone else, but like sometimes if I have to go, like if I'm taking the shuttle to our other campus, like I take some time to study if I need to. Or doing homework at night, sometimes it's not the easiest because then you're exhausted yeah. from waking up so early. Um, but so you're definitely, really making use of the spaces in between, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it also teaches you, like, you're working so hard right now, but when you aren't running and you're not in season, like, I think it teaches you how to make use of your time because then you're like, oh, like, I can go, like, go to the beach today or I can go hike with my friends and I can be grateful that I have this time. Um, and taking the time to sleep in and, like, making sure that you do have all this time to, like, complete your homework and stuff like that. Um, it teaches you to appreciate your time outside of season. Yep. Kent, what's your, what's your thought on keeping yourself structured and moving forward? So I've never been that good at time management, <laughs> uh, especially freshman year. I think coach can attest to sometimes I would stay up a bit too late, do my homework until, you know, one, two in the morning, get up at six or five for practice. And that, um, definitely negatively affected me my first couple of years here. And so now I've sort of realized that and I'm anyone that sees me knows that I'm always running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So I'm always either going to class, going to work, going to practice, going to run, going to the gym, something. I'm always doing something. And so for me, um, a big part of what keeps me sane is naps. And I have to <laughs> naps and scheduling everything in my calendar. So if you look at my daily calendar, there's something at least every 30 minutes that I have to do. So it's, you know, eat, get ready for class, go to class, study after class, meeting with my advisors. It's structured out every single day so that I have enough time to actually sleep and do my homework and everything in the day. Yep. You know, I could not agree more. The power nap or the siesta, middle of the day, let's bring it back. Really yes. important. <laughs> uh, all right, Z. Tell us a little bit about how you approach time management and creating success academically and athletically. Kind of still struggling with it, but I'm getting better. I'm putting my sleep more per priority for everything now. So, like, now I still, like, with practice, I have to wake up so early in the morning, but then I have work right after practice. And I have schoolwork. So, like, I have to, like, work around my schedule, but also make time for it in a way. So, it's like, I work a 9 to 5, and then... From that time, I only have like 5 to 11 to do my homework, and I need to be in bed by 11.30. So I try to like cramp out as much as I can, and they also have enough time to sleep before I wake up in time for practice. 
Emma, anything to add before we uh, sign off here from the, for the day? It definitely is hard to do everything. It feels like not enough hours in the day to like really get everything you need to get done. But I think the biggest thing is just like learning like what how to make like the best use of your time you know like Maya said like studying on the bus or like taking time before you go to work or like while you're eating lunch maybe like going through your notes um just like little things like that I've noticed that like if I could look at my notes like at least once a day then it's like it's better to stick in my head for the test to come so well fantastic well hey that is all we have time for today but I want to thank um the cross-country team head coach Jackie Scambati and athletes Kent Glover Maya Pompel Z Broadhurst Hall and Emma Dominguez. Thank you so much, guys, for being with us today, and we wish you success in the coming season. Uh, and have a wonderful, wonderful time uh, as you guys build your chemistry and uh, support each other. So thanks for being with us this morning. I'm Jeff Rich, your host. You've been listening to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network's special presentation of Sharks Weekly in conjunction with. You've been listening to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network's special presentation of Sharks Weekly in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for another edition of Sharks Weekly. A special mahalo to Hawaii Pacific University, Executive Director of Athletics.